Welcome into a Thursday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery. Today on the show, anything that we take away from this Braves and Mets series, the Bulldogs may have the best position group in college football, and it ain't what you think. And also, I've got one name that, hey, why not? Let's roll the dice for the Falcons. It's up next. It's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Welcome into a Thursday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuck. We're here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. We ask you to head over to YouTube.com. When you get there, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into the search browser. Find our page. Hit that subscribe button. Of course, free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms as well, including Spotify and Odyssey. Give us a five-star review if you would. And, of course, give me a follow on my personal Twitter page. That would be at JMCH316. Last night, uh, I guess more yesterday afternoon, Braves and Mets wrapped up this little three-game series, and Charlie Morton got beat around a little bit, uh, gave up four runs, and that was it for the Braves. Apes gave up seven last night, and they lose the series two out of three games to the New York Mets. Now, do we glean anything from this? Is there anything that we take away? The Braves right now for the season are three and four against the Mets. So there's still quite a bit of baseball to be played, right? You're going to play 19 times against the teams in your division. So there's still a dozen games that are left. Right now, I'm not really worried about what we've seen with Braves and Mets. I mean, the division will be decided by what those two teams do against each other head-to-head, right? Braves are about to start a four-game set against the Washington Nationals before the All-Star break. Wouldn't surprise me if the Braves get themselves on a four-game winning streak, right, going into the break, because the Nationals are the most dreadful, god-awful, pawn scum organization that's in baseball right now. They're an awful franchise right now. So I'm not going to be surprised if Braves go in there and beat the daylights out of them. Where we're going to really watch, though, is, and we still have several weeks before this takes place, is starting on August 4th. Because to me, this is when the rubber meets the road will be August 4th when the Braves go to Gotham to play the Mets for a, are you ready? Five game set. Now remember there's all of these weird schedule quirks this year because of the condensed, you know, spring training and this, that, and the other and starting the season late and blah, 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 blah. Now the Braves will start a stretch where they go from August 2nd, until August 9th, or sorry, no, until August 7th, I should say, August 7th, where they're going to play all games in a row. So they're going to play seven games in a row before they get their next day off, and and right before that, they'll have a day off. So it'll be in the middle of a seven-game stretch. But that August 3rd through August 7th stretch against the Mets, to me, that's really going to have a lot more definition about where we're headed for this season. Are the Braves more ready to win the division or are the Braves more going to have to start talking about potential wild card? And you can tell me about a whole bunch of games left and all this kind of stuff. I'm with you. I get it. I understand. But let's be honest. The Mets aren't going to lose to the Nationals and the Marlins and teams like that. They're they're not going to lose a whole bunch of series to those kinds of teams. The Braves aren't going to lose a bunch of series to these bad teams, right? And mostly the Mets and the Braves, by and large, have played through a lot of their toughest competition. Braves obviously have already made their West Coast trip. They've played the Dodgers. They're done with the Dodgers, so they don't even see the Dodgers in the second half of the year. 
they've got plenty of matchups on their own against the Pirates and, you know, the Nationals, obviously, and the Marlins and things like that. Philadelphia, another team, you know, in the division. But this is still going to be decided on who goes and wins this series head to head. Now, we'll talk more about this here in just a second. But let me talk to you about my friends over at BlueNile.com. It is summertime. Love is in the air, right? You may be thinking about getting engaged. No better place to put together that custom engagement ring than BlueNile.com. You're looking for an anniversary gift. You got a birthday coming up. Something just you want to celebrate your love with somebody. No better place to go than BlueNile.com. A couple of awesome things that they have right now are if you're looking to get engaged, use the Build the Engagement Ring of Our Dreams. Use that tool that they have online at BlueNile.com. You can choose the shape, size, clarity, and setting style of your diamond, <clears throat> excuse me, and also get that perfectly handcrafted engagement ring, one of a kind, unique, obviously. And if you got somebody that you want to share a special moment with, anniversary, like I said, birthday, whatever like that, 24-7, there's experts on hand. You go to BlueNile.com. You can talk to one of their online experts 24-7, and they can help you figure out the perfect gift. We've got a special going right now for our Locked On Atlanta Sports listeners. That is $50 off, $500 or more. So if you're a Locked On Sports Atlanta listener, you want to get 50 bucks off, $500 or more over at BlueNile.com, you use the code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Go there now, put that code in when you get ready to check out. Every offer, every order, excuse me, is insured, chips free, and it arrives in a discreet package so you don't have to worry about her knowing exactly what it was that you bought or any kind of tips or anything like that to let her know something special is uh, up right now. So use the code Locked On L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Use that code, get $50 off your first $500 order, and she's going to love uh, what you have for her out there. BlueNod.com is a place to get your jewelry with it. So look between now, you know, the all-star break and things like that. Look, the Braves have Washington to finish up the first half of the season. They'll host the California angels. Then it's at Philly, Arizona, Philly. So you're getting a bunch of these teams before you get yourself ready for the Mets. And again, they'll see the Mets come middle of August as well. So you're going to have a stretch where you're going to have nine games with the New York Mets in the month of August. To me, that's more where this division is really going to be decided, especially starting with that five-game road trip up in New York and Gotham to take on the Mets. Three and four, okay, it sort of is what it is at this point. It's hard to get too panicked about anything when we're not even at the All-Star break yet and this and the other. Would you have liked to have seen the Braves take, you know, keep home field advantage and, and you know, protect their home field against the division leaders? Yes. And the Braves are going to have some work to do. Braves are only two and a half games out, but – Again, when you're not playing the New York Mets, you have to win while they have to lose, right? So you have to hope that they're going to lose to whatever vagabond team and such that they're playing out there. So not really much to be concerned about. You know, obviously game one against Max Scherzer, and this is where it's going to be very interesting, is now the Mets have Scherzer back. Now they're expecting to get DeGrom back, right? Probably sometime after the All-Star break, DeGrom will pop his head up and, you know, make his four or five starts before he goes back on IR again. But anyway, um, you know, that is a bit of a game changer, a bit. I mean, obviously, if DeGrom is healthy and he can pitch like he normally does, yeah, it's, it's a big game changer. And you saw how good Max Scherzer was. But you've got plenty of opportunity to try to take care of your business 
head to head against the Mets. So the month of August is going to be, to me, really kind of that telltale sign. You'll have nine games in the month of August against the New York Mets. And that five game series up in New York, that's when we can start to talk about things about, okay, where are we at? Even if the Braves, let's say, go two and three against the Mets in that five game series. Okay, you're right. You're going to be right there in the mix for the division race. Now, look, you go you go one and four, oh, and five, something crazy against the Mets in that five game series. Then there might be some questions about, okay, are we going to win this division? Are we going to be the team to beat this year in that division? Because the Mets are not going away. I mean, give the Mets credit. They've handled their business against the Braves. When they've had to line up against the Braves this year, they've handled their business. They're four and three against the Braves. So they've done what they needed to do, right? It's not like the Mets, when they've lined up against the Braves, have tanked and choked and, you know, have just kind of stubbed their toe and faltered uh, in all of it. They have a winning record against the Braves. They've taken advantage of that situation. You have to give them some credit for it. But we do have a long way to go. But we say that, but we are on the downside of the schedule. Maybe a long way to go because it's a 162-game season, but there are less games to play than what have already been played. And that month of August, in that nine-game set, and especially the five up in New York, that'll give us a much better flair and taste and feel and look and touch and all that kind of stuff about where this division is headed. All right, when we come back, the Bulldogs may have the best position group in all of college football, and it may surprise you where it is. Talk about that next on Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked on Sports Atlanta. Welcome back into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here in Locked On Sports Atlanta. Remember, head over to YouTube.com, find Locked On Sports Atlanta in your search browser. When you get to that page, hit that subscribe button, leave us a comment there. Of course, free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five-star review. Give me a follow on my personal Twitter page. That would be at JMCH316. Pro Football Focus came out with a list the other day, um, yesterday, I believe, of the top 25 tight ends in college football preseason ranking top 25 college tight ends okay no real surprise that brock bowers came in at number one for the georgia bulldogs interesting though at number three arik gilbert comes in for the georgia bulldogs and then at number 14 darnell washington comes in for the georgia bulldogs so the bulldogs right now have the one three and number 14 rated tight end in all of college football. Do they have the best position group in college football? I think there's a case to be made. I will tell you honestly, might want to go look at that Ohio State wide receiver core if we're talking about best position groups. But the Bulldog tight ends are right there. And how crazy is it to think that when we talk about what is the absolute unquestioned strength uh, position-wise for the Bulldogs, that we would say the words tight end. Now, my good friend Randy McMichael is smiling down from heaven, even though he's not dead or anything like that, but he's smiling about the idea of the Bulldogs might have the entire best position group in all of college football, and it's not defensive end. It's not outside linebacker. It's not middle linebacker, where we think about. It's not running back when they had Chubb and Michelle and guys like that in their backfield, right? It's none of those. It's not wide receiver. It's none of that stuff. Corner, safe, nothing. It's tight end. And isn't it crazy to think about the shift in the idea of what Georgia is becoming with their offensive weapons, how much better they've recruited at tight end, wide receiver, things like that. Now, look, 
they're still getting their five-star quarterbacks in, in all of this as well. So I don't want to take that away from it. And yes, I understand they didn't get Arch Manning. They didn't get that white whale out there, but they have still brought in five-star quarterbacks. And look, we've talked about before, Nick Saban had to go through his transitional phase to get past some of the old ways of thinking about college football, right? You know, the first step he took was defensively. He got away from the Mount Cody's and people like that, the Marcel Darius, you know, the big bulking defensive lineman and the Mark Barons of the world that came down and thumped the daylights out of you at safety. And he decided to go with more guys, speed, sideline to sideline, quick linebackers, the Eddie Jacksons in the backfield, right? Complete transformation about how they built their defensive personnel. And then once Lane Kiffin got there, and this is kind of you know acknowledged as kind of that tipping point, when Lane Kiffin got there, that's when it became, let's play offensive football. And look what Alabama has done, right? They've had the Heisman Trophy quarterback. I mean, think about it. They went through a stretch where you could say, well, who was the best quarterback ever? Then it was, well, maybe Mac Jones is the best quarterback ever. Now it's, well, maybe Bryce Young is the best quarterback ever, right? They've gone through that phase. Oh, yeah, don't forget about the fact that they had four first-round NFL wide receivers that were all on one roster just a few years ago, right? Plus all the other, I mean, the Najee Harris's, and it goes on and on and on and on, right? Complete different uh, change in offensive philosophy. That's where the Bulldogs have to get to. And, and this is an important first step. Now, the key is going to be, and I don't think that this is going to be as big of a problem for the Bulldogs, is getting the football to them, right? It's great to have the best tight end room in America, but you got to get the football into them. Now, we'll talk some more about this coming up here in just a second, but want to talk to you about one of our new sponsors here today. Look, we know a lot of uh, inflation running wild, right? We didn't get a very good report yesterday about inflation, over 9%. We know time's a little bit tougher, harder to pay rent, harder to put gas in the car when you need it. Are you finding yourself a little bit short on cash at times? We've got something that can help. It's called Dave. It's the banking app that can help you get $500 instantly with extra cash, right? So we all know at times we get ourselves into a pinch. We need some extra cash. We need some extra money. We got to get through the week, right? Until we get paid this, that, and the other, right? And you don't want to go to a title loan or something like that. And you got huge interest rates and things like that. You can tackle some of those expenses by using the Dave app and take that stress and worry out of everything. There's no interest. There's no credit check that you need. We've got millions of people that have already downloaded this Dave app to get the financial relief that they need with this extra cash. So if you're in a pinch, you need a little bit of extra cash, you need a little bit of extra help, download Dave and you can think of it as a helping hand out there. So here's what we want you to do. Download the Dave app from one of your app stores right now. Go to whatever app store that you use, download the Dave, D-A-V-E, Dave app. And I want you to sign up for the extra cash account and get $500 instantly. You can get up to $500 instantly when you download Dave, D-A-V-E app, sign up for the extra cash account, terms and conditions. If you want to read all through that, you go to dave.com slash legal. That'll give you all the information that you need. But instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC. The future of trying to pay your bills will definitely thank you for all this. Check out that Dave app today and sign up to try to get your $500 instantly. So, look, I've talked before about Stetson Bennett and, and the idea of does he need to be better if the Bulldogs are going to be better and things like that. I don't know that he needs to be that much better because the Bulldogs have so many weapons offensively. And, again, we talk about this tight end room. 
think about the fact that over the next couple of years that they may have three guys that are all playing on Sunday. Now, it's not like the Bulldogs haven't had great tight ends before. We just mentioned about my guy, Randy McMichael, Ben Watson, Leonard Pope, guys like that who are really productive in college. But the idea of having all of these guys here at one time, Bowers is the best pass catcher that the Bulldogs have. He is their best weapon in the passing game is Bowers. He's a special elite talent. He's going to be a first round pick. You know, he's going to be a guy that's going to be looked at as all world where he projects and things like that. As far as how high in the draft, we still got way too much time to have to worry about that kind of stuff. But Gilbert is another guy who is a special elite talent. Remember he came out as the highest rated tight end prospect in two, four, seven history, right? He was the big can't miss can't fail guy. Got to LSU. There were things going on, this, that, and the other. Got out of there, and a lot of people thought he was going to head to Florida and play in Gainesville for the Gators. That didn't happen, and he comes to the Bulldogs. And now, hopefully, after what's been certainly an underwhelming collegiate career, he's going to get himself and his life and everything else back on track and focused in on trying to be a great football player because he's got all the ability in the world. He could be – you talk about guys who could be breakout stars in the world of collegiate football – if Gilbert is right and he can be a part of this offense, Gilbert has all the ability in the world to be one of the breakout talents. Now, again, there's a lot of ifs that come along with that, but Gilbert is not short on talent when it comes to being an elite pass catcher. So you add in Darnell Washington in that mix, who I don't want to say is the forgotten guy, but still one of the top tier talents in the world of college football. Georgia's tight end room is loaded, is loaded for bear. And there's no reason to think that Bennett, Munkin, the way that their offensive philosophy is set up and this, any other. Look, the Bulldogs are still going to be a run first type of team, right? As long as Kirby Smart has some, you know, say in the idea of what's going to be called, they are going to have a more run first type of philosophy. That's not necessarily a bad thing. And I'm not saying that they're going to get in the eye formation and they're going to be all run, no pass. But they want to build off of their identity of being a run team, right? You know, even look, even Clemson and things like that for their great quarterbacks, they've been a more run first team because the Wayne Gallmans and the Travis Etienne's and things like that of the world, they have set their identity up as we're going to build everything off of our running game. There's nothing wrong with that by doing that in college football with the Georgia Bulldogs, but they have all of those weapons on the outside. And certainly they have those weapons at tight end. So it's crazy to think about where we're at with Georgia football that when we talk about, hey, Georgia has the best position group in college football, you would immediately think linebacker, defensive line, corner, right? Maybe offensive line. You wouldn't think tight end. I would tell you could probably roll through every position group thought in the country and not realize how good Georgia's tight ends are, but that's where they stand right now. That's a real strength of their team. And it's going to be fun to watch Munkin, you know, their offense coordinator, how he's going to get the football, the plays that he's going to call up. They've done a great job with Bowers. Bowers is really broken out. And that was kind of maybe a happy accident in a lot of ways, right? Because Bowers wasn't projected to be as dominant of a player as what he was, but because of injury and things like that to their wide receiver positions, right? You know, they had so many injuries at the, at the outside wide receiver position that Bowers was forced to have to be one of those kinds of guys. And now here they are. They've built themselves arguably maybe the best positional group in all of college football. 
it's why I think that the Bulldogs offense is going to be fine. You're not going to have to have worries about it and why Georgia should be one of the big reasons why Georgia will be right back in the college football playoff mix. All right, when we come back, a name for you, for the Falcons. I'm going to give it to you. Why not is what I have to say. It's up next on Hitting Hard with John Chuck. We're on Locked on Sports Atlanta. Back on Hitting Hard with John Chuck. We're here on Locked on Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com. Put Locked on Sports Atlanta into the search browser. When you find that page, hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment there. Free and available as well on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five-star review and then give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Okay, I'm going to give you a name. Saw a video yesterday, saw some commentary by him on Twitter, this and the other, trying to get himself in shape, trying to get himself ready for the NFL season, okay? Now, the Falcons have some cash. They got some scratchole. They got some cash, some bread, some do-re-mi available to them, right? Need to use it. I know they're kind of waiting around to see what's going to happen with, you know, cuts in training camp and things like that, but we've also talked about the fact that their pass rush no doubt is improved year over year, but it's not a finished product. Ready? Here's your name. Jason Pierre-Paul. Now, I've brought up the idea of Indomitian Sue a couple of weeks, few weeks, whatever ago, was talking about the idea of, I want to play again in the NFL. The door has been closed in Tampa Bay for me. I still want to play. And I brought up the idea, why not line him up with, Grady Jarrett, and, and bring him in. I'm going to say the same thing about Jason Pierre-Paul. Why not give him a shot and why not bring him in? A veteran pass rusher, last year he played and started in 12 games for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, did not have a, a, a great productive season, two and a half sacks. Although when you look at our roster, two and a half sacks seems like 20. But the last three years that he's played before that, at 29, 30, 31, 12 and a half, eight and a half, nine and a half stacks. Is Jason Pierre-Paul the answer to all of our pass rush needs? No. Is Jason Pierre-Paul the solution to how to be a great pass rush? No. But is Jason Pierre-Paul a guy who could be a piece and a part and a help and a mentor? You know, remember when the Super Bowl run came along, right? And the Falcons brought Robert Mathis in. From the Colts. Was he the same player in his peak, in his prime, and all that? No, wasn't the same type of player, but he was a guy who helped mentor Vic Beasley. He was a guy who was able to come in and mentor Beasley for it. And look, I, you don't expect a lot out of a guy like Pierre Paul, but can he? Sorry, Dwight Freeney. I apologize. Dwight Freeney was the guy. Sorry, I got my other Colts uh, outside guy out there. Dwight Freeney was the guy that they brought in and he worked with and he mentored Vic and it led to Vic having his best and really only great season in the NFL. Could Jason Pierre Paul be that same kind of guy for the Falcons in working with an Ebicady or even working with Lorenzo Carter? Why not? I mean, I'm not saying it will or will not happen. I'm not saying that the Falcons are a leader in the clubhouse for Paul. But certainly he's a guy that is out there on the marketplace. And I know he's 33 years old. And I know he's probably not the same player. But when you're talking about having a guy like that around your young pass rushers, and Lorenzo Carter's still a young guy, and Ebba Katie's obviously a rookie, having a guy like that around can only help. I don't know what his price tag is. It isn't going to be a whole lot. The Falcons do have some money. Does he want to play for a contender? 
probably, but like in Dominican Sue, that's all great and fine. Somebody has to want a contender has to want you. A contender has to want to bring you in and have the cap space to be able to bring you in. Not everybody's in that same boat. Not every not every contender is looking to add a 33-year-old defensive end. This roster has nothing to lose. This roster has nothing to lose by rolling the dice on an Indomitian Sioux and a Jason Pierre-Paul and guys like that. They have nothing to lose. There's no expectation. You're not signing Paul to a five-year deal. So why not give it a, a roll and a look-see? Now, we'll talk about more there, uh, more about this in just a second, but I want to talk to you about my friends brought to you today. The show is by Coffee AM, coffeeam.com. You know how passionate I am about these folks. You know how much I love these guys. Your best small batch coffee brewer in America is right here in the state of Georgia, up in Canton. Coffeeam.com is the place to go. You want to check out their line of all of their different coffees, teas, gift sets. They have a wide selection of things for you to take a look at and choose from. Of course, again, I talk about this care package that they had sent me. Smelled so good. Open that bad boy up and that aroma of those coffees. You like flavored coffees. You like different kinds of brews. They have everything available to you at coffeeam.com. A wide selection of different types of items in there. Don't forget to take a look at their teas as well. You like organic. You like fair trade. You like flavored. You like espresso roast. Everything is available to you at coffeeam.com. And we've got a special going on right now for our Locked On Sports Atlanta listeners. Go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on. That's coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Go there today. Take a look at their full menu of coffees, teas, and gift sets. When you put together that first order and you go to coffeeam.com locked on, do it. Go to checkout in the coupon code. I want you to type in Locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, locked on at checkout. You're going to get 15% off of that first order. Coffees, teas, gift sets, it doesn't matter. Whatever your order is on that first order, 15% off by putting 15% off by putting locked on into the coupon code when you get to checkout. CoffeeAM, CoffeeAM.com, best small batch coffee brewer in America. So, look, why not give a guy like a Jason Pierre-Paul a shot to be a part of all of this. Now, like I said, I don't know if he wants to be here. I don't know what his expectations are, but guys want to play football. And and maybe a guy like Jason Pierre-Paul is a guy who can come in and, and help change up the culture and he wants to be part of growing something or this, any other. What would my expectations be of a guy like that? I don't know. Can he give me three, four, five sacks? Can he do that? He could probably do that in his sleep. He'd probably do that in his sleep. And certainly, look, it's not a matter of Carter and Ebikati are going to play every single snap that's out there. And the Falcons, to be honest with you, have very little depth after all of that. Right? There isn't a whole lot of depth to going and sacking the quarterback after you get past those two guys. So it's not like it's not a massive position of need. It's not like the Falcons can, you know, just let a guy like that walk by and not kick the tires on him. You need help at your defensive line. You need help at your outside linebacker position. You need a guy who can come in and sack the quarterback. They don't have those kinds of specialists, right? You know, the, the old saying was that Mark McGuire was a one-trick pony. Okay, that's probably true. His one trick, though, was really important. He could hit the ball out of the ballpark. You know, and the only ballpark that maybe could hold him in was Grand Canyon, right? So, I mean, you, you sometimes need a guy who can be like that. I'm not asking Jason Pierre-Paul to come in and stop the run and be a run stuffer and do this and do that and go cover guys, whatever like that. You ask Jason Pierre-Paul to come in and do one thing for your team. 
that's stand on the outside. You see that quarterback, you go get him, you go tackle him and make him come up and stand up and look out his ear hole when he's done. That's what you want out of a Jason Pierre-Paul. So again, when we're talking about guys that we should kick the tires on, there, there aren't a lot of great names. Okay. You're not going to find some young super stud. Look, Justin Houston the other day, that was a guy I would have liked to have kicked the tires on, but he signed back up with the Ravens. You're going to have to get creative. If we can go out and sign every bum bears cast off that's left in America, every guy who played for Ryan Pace, who got fired as the GM of the bears over the last two, three years, why can't we kick the tires on some guys that maybe have a little bit of name value and maybe actually have a little bit of game left? Not every bum organization's castoffs, right? At least, at least get some guys that have had some success in the league. I'm not building my franchise around them, but maybe Jason Pierre-Paul can come in and teach my guys something. Not be some bum castoff from the Chicago Bears because I have their old GM, and that's the only place he knows to go look for guys. And he has his big influence over my general manager. So before you dismiss the idea, go look at the guys that they've that they've signed on this roster so far. You could do a lot worse than giving a shot to a Jason Pierre-Paul or an Indomitian Sue or somebody like that. Yeah, but they're at the end of the, who cares if they're end of the career? Right, right now, your roster looks like a bunch of guys at their end of their career. You got a bunch of first-round picks that are on their third, fourth, fifth team in a handful of years that are at the end of their career right now in their make-or-break years. All right, we thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Chuckery your first listen every day. Make A to Z with Mark Zinno your second listen every day. Mark is back talking all things Atlanta sports, opinions you may not like, but you know you've got to hear them. He is free and available on our YouTube page at Locked On Sports Atlanta. Hit the subscribe button when you get there. Also, you can download us for free on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Odyssey. Hit that uh, five-star review button for us, if you would, please. And then, of course, follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. We will wrap up the week tomorrow. It's been Hitting Hard with John Chuckry on Locked On Sports Atlanta.